and welcome to Let's Get Weirding. I'm Bo North. And I'm Megan Sunday. On this show, we're discussing Frank Herbert's Dune series chapter by chapter, and this week we're talking about chapter 10. It's just you and me again, Megan. It's just us. Yeah, I think that uh, our audience should probably be prepared for it to be just us for most of this show. Um, <laughs> it was really good getting like people, a lot of guests in at the beginning because it's like, oh, you don't have to read that far. Yeah, <laughs> but no. the further we get into it, I'm like, um, can you read half of this giant book <laughs> <laughs> so you could be on our show? If people are down for that, that's cool. But it's just us and that's just fine. Exactly. Plus, this is a, I mean, this is another chapter that doesn't have very many people in it. So, I mean, Mm-mm. there's not, we don't have to have that many people in to talk about that. Yeah. And it's not quite the info dump that last week's episode was. I mean, no. that was a lot of information in that last chapter. So, I feel like uh, we are kind of, this is a it, where we kind of start to pick up the pace and things are actually kind of moving, really start gaining their footing and moving along at a good clip. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, things are definitely, various plans are trying to fall into place, whether yeah, for now, good or for ill. Yeah, now that we've kind of, like, introduced all the people, most of them. I yeah, mean, most I, of them. <laughs> I, there's, still, there's still plenty of people to meet, but things are going to start moving much more quickly at this stage, and we will have, like, more information in each chapter, I feel like. Mm-hmm. But this chapter begins, as they as all always. do. always. With some words from the Princess Arulan. So, alright. What had the Lady Jessica to sustain her in her time of trial? Think you carefully on this Bene Gesserit proverb, and perhaps you will see. Any road followed to its end leads precisely nowhere. Climb the mountain just a little bit to test it's a mountain. From the top of the mountain, you cannot see the mountain. From Mwadib, Family Commentaries, by the Princess Arulan. That's oh boy, I That's don't like. A, I, I'm not a big of... proverb person. <laughs> I just, I, oh, this I one like... was a little um, dense for me, a little hard to parse. I'm like, wait, what? <laughs> I get yeah. the part about like the road following, and maybe like I think it's kind of like, can you see the forest for the trees? But yeah, as I say, it's just like, could you have phrased it more awkwardly, Irulan? <laughs> well, and that's the. And you know that the Bene Gesserit probably have to like recite those and mm, memorize mm-hmm. them and and say them at meaningful points in conversation and it's like okay, oh. <laughs> yeah. I always feel like there's more to sayings like that that I'm getting, and then I just wonder if that's just the way they're phrased. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I kind of felt like this was like unnecessarily unwieldy. <laughs> And it's just, yeah, it's just boiling down to, like, yeah, can't see the forest for the trees. Like, if you're on top of the mountain, you can't tell it's a mountain. Well, right. You can't see the mountain. Well, you cannot see the mountain. I mean, you can tell it's a mountain because you're very high up. But uh, And your legs are probably tired. Yeah. I'm walking uphill. You can't breathe very well. Um, right. Because of the altitude. Uh, <laughs> we're terrible, Benny Jesuit. We are not doing very I... well. I actually hiked up, um, not to the top, of course, but hiked pretty high up on Mount Hood a few years ago. We did it for um, a scavenger hunt where we had to be close to a glacier. Mm. And I was like, oh, there's glaciers on Mount Hood. So we like, first of all, it's a, it's uh, like nine miles up to the, just to where you, the trailhead. So that was an hour um, because it's a little mountain road. 
And then from there, like you get you get up there and it's just volcanic ash that you're trying to walk through and you can't breathe. And I'm like, okay, yeah, this is high up. <laughs> and I'm dying. I think I ended that ended that hike by having a full blown panic attack, which I've never had in my life. I think oh. that was my first my first and only panic attack. <laughs> so I'm not down for this mountain climbing. Thank you. I will stay on. Choose a different metaphor. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Any kind of forest tree situation, that's fine. As long as there aren't hills. Yeah. And what had she to sustain her in her time of trial? Literally nothing because this, no one these is her crunchy, friend. crunchy proverbs. Yeah. <laughs> that's a lot to chew on, right? Like, that's all the help she needs. Like, she's not going to get any help from the Reverend Mother. Like, no, she can't tell anyone any of her worries. Mm. Paul is 15, and you really shouldn't, like, burden your kids that way. Like, right. She can't really uh, talk to Leto. No, he's, you know, I was so, I've always been so pro-Duke, and now I'm just, mm-hmm. I don't know, looking at it again now, I'm just like. Pfft. Yeah, I'm really having some, like, mixed emotions this read-through, because the last time I read it, I was in my, tw- I read this, I was in my 20s. And I looked at the world a lot differently then. Mm -hmm. I was still very young and very inexperienced. And like looking at this now, like I was very, I was very team Duke. And now I'm just kind of like, eh, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. There's a part in this chapter where Paul says, when my father is bothered by something you've done, he says, Benny Jesuit, like a swear word. Awesome. It's like, oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. Like, you knew what she was, dude. I, and that's the thing that I think bugs me is how so many characters are constantly brought up. Like, it, it's held against them so much that they're Benny Jesuit or have had mm-hmm. Benny Jesuit training. And it's like, but you know that. Mm-hmm. Like, that's specifically the entire, like, for most and of these situations. And they're born into, their, into this life. It's not like they have a choice. Yeah. You know, and, and it's like, I think at one point, like, the emperor brings this up to his wife. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it's constantly used against a ruling and it's just like, okay, but y'all knew mm-hmm. this going in. And yeah. so anytime that people are just like, oh, Lady Jessica, the Benny Jesuit, like Benny Jesuit yeah. witch, Benny Jesuit this, especially when the Duke does it, it's like, this is literally why she was picked by your buyers or whatever they were so picturesquely called uh. earlier, you know, <laughs> when you, when she was brought to you. Yeah, the bloom uh, definitely fell off the rose a bit when I read that part. (laughs) Like, yeah, when when your people went to fetch you a woman and brought you this one, Mm -hmm. uh, it's not like it was a hidden secret. Like, she wasn't a secret Benny Jesuit. Right. (sighs) She's not pulling one over on you. (laughs) No. You knew what you were getting into. Yeah. And I mean, it's not without basis, but I also enjoy that no one no woman who is a Betty Jesuit can like say hi to another woman who is a Betty Jesuit without everyone being like what was that <laughs> yeah maybe it was just hello it probably wasn't let's be honest but come on yeah, no. you don't have to assume everything mm-hmm. and I'm not saying that they don't have an agenda and everything no. but they're also people and like she's still a person and it's just that it's so much of this like this is specifically why they were brought to whatever situation that they're in. Like, you know, I think the only one we've heard about is probably Yue's wife where it's like, oh, you know, 
maybe he didn't marry her because she was Betty Jesuit. But I think mm-hmm. as we discussed, like she probably married him because she was yeah. Betty Jesuit. Exactly. Um, but for on his side, you know, that wasn't a thing. But again, it's the same deal. Like he's also just like, well, what, what about this? What about that? Like, oh, mm-hmm. maybe it's because she was a Betty Jesuit. And it's like, you know, maybe y'all could just cool it a little bit because it's yeah. not a secret or new information. Yeah, it gets it. It is starting to wear a little thin. I mean, if they were like in the movie, everyone would be wearing. Everyone would have their like foreheads shaved. Like <laughs> it's not like it's a secret, right? <laughs> like Jessica doesn't have to do that. Thank goodness, because you know she's not a reverend mother at that point. Then I mean, then she does it. But that's mm-hmm. getting ahead of ourselves. But yeah, I just you know maybe I'm just too like let the ladies. Just breathe. Let them Mm -hmm. live. Yeah. And maybe they need friends. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And that's, yeah. And that I think is something that has still been like picking at me. It's just that we get no comprehension of Jessica having anybody to talk to until frankly, Mm -hmm. she meets the shadow. (laughs) I was about to say that. Like, she's finally like, wow, you're a woman and I can speak to you. Like you're just a person. You're not like a person with, an agenda necessarily mm-hmm. you don't work for my husband well my duke um you know you don't yeah I, I feel like there isn't any i mean even when she has that conversation with hua it's very like we can just hang out mm-hmm. right yeah it's I still guess. very like careful yeah because you it, you get the sense she can't really let her hair down no because i don't because i think everyone else just assumes that she's there to like look pretty and have sex with the duke Mm-hmm. and you just get no idea of like we've said in the past like she doesn't have any ladies maids there's no like anyone hanging around right and now finally like the only person she has to talk to is the duke and paul and mm-hmm. it's like neither of this is great because the duke is never around and is not that fantastic and paul is your kid and is not yeah. your friend and is 15 and is 15 yeah you so, try talking to a 15-year-old. See how great it is. I will not. <laughs> I refuse. <laughs> Your daughter is going to be 15 one day. You can no. do it then. Uh, yeah. If she'll talk to me. <laughs> there are already days. I mean, she's a toddler and there's already days where I'm just like, hey, what are you doing? And she's like, mm-mm, no. Nope. <laughs> Keep walking, mom. Basically. Like, well, Okay. <laughs> Like, how far can I go? Can I leave? I'm going to go? Just <laughs> sit right there, I guess. Ugh. And then that, like, did Paul have, like, I don't know, like a governess or any? I guess he wouldn't have had a governess, but I mean. He had a gurney. <laughs> I mean, that's just the impression that I get. Is I know, but I'm just, I'm envisioning, like, a toddler. Like I know. Can you just... imagine? <laughs> no. We're going to train you to fight today. Like, No. No, you're not. I'm going over here. Like, I need you to learn to put up the shield. Like, oh, no, don't eat it. Yeah. No, the shield's in your mouth now. (laughs) Great. Just great. Toddler Paul with a knife or something. Like, oh, well, okay. That's get Someone get a Band-Aid. That was a mistake. That's how you learn, though. Yeah, do not give the toddler. I mean, that would be gurney. I guess mm-hmm. we don't give the toddler a knife. Okay. <laughs> Which, uh, Josh Brolin seems like he's really getting into it. 
Yeah, Speaking we've been. Uh, thank you, by the way, uh, for telling me about his Instagram because he is like um, seems to be pretty pretty into it. Like I have enjoyed his posts thus far. Yeah, I like when it. actors are into stuff. Yeah, I mean, if he's like invested in the character and stuff, and like I know I was grousing about him in like the earlier episodes, but. Just because he wouldn't have been my pick doesn't mean he won't do a great job. Exactly. So I am keeping an open mind and I'm happy to see where, you know, what he does with it. Because he does seem like super enthusiastic and, and excited to be doing this. And it's like when you see like that level of excitement, it's infectious. So I hope to mm-hmm. see it from other cast members, too. I, I read also also on Twitter that um, Javier Bardem has like been reading the books because apparently he had never read them and uh, he just finished the second one and said it was um, like one of the most incredible things he ever read. I was just like, well, the the second one. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Javier. That's nice. But I'm glad you're having fun. Yeah, no, it's good. It's good that you're getting into it and reading that. That You're invested. Yeah. Really? Do Messiah? (laughs) Okay. I mean, I feel that way when, even when it's very clearly stuff that the studio has told them they have to say, which sometimes mm-hmm. can play a little, like, cheesy. You can tell that they're just, like, mm-hmm. using a phrase or something. Um, but I still, there are times where I'm just, like, like, I think there was a brief time when um, Matthew McConaughey had, I believe, just joined Twitter, mm-hmm. and the only person he followed was Idris Elba. <laughs> yeah i remember that and he was and just like, like i'm chasing you and yeah and i was like okay guys i like that that's cute <laughs> yeah i thought it was cute and i was so disappointed well yeah um <laughs> but welcome again to our dark tower podcast surprise <laughs> surprise it's the dark tower i mean don't be surprised if that's our next project after do <laughs> also don't be I mean, surprised if it's everywhere it's the dark tower it permeates through all yeah, but we will be a little old ladies by then, so. <laughs> <laughs> Your daughter will be grown and off to college, and we will still be talking about these dumb books. Refusing to talk <laughs> about Dune ever, because she'll be like, that's not cool. My mom talks about that on the internet. <laughs> no Dune for me. <laughs> so should we get into this chapter? Yes. I suppose. Um, I... We pretty much pick up where we left off with Jessica. She's... uh runs into mapes in the hallway and tells her where to find paul's room yeah it kind of is a little before the previous chapter mm-hmm. and then meets up mm-hmm. i i'm sure there's a word for that that i cannot think of right now yeah that's all um, right and so jessica is going to what the shout out mapes referred to as the weirding room mm-hmm. which just it turns out to be a, a garden yeah <laughs> it's like they spent Wait. a lot of time building it up, but she's like, it's an oval door. That's weird. Oh, it has a palm lock. Why did Shout Out Mapes look at it like she hated it? I can open this palm lock. I mean, that's basically yeah. like the first part of this whole chapter. <laughs> yeah. I you know, know I, have to, I have to just veer off to the side for just a second because I am both reading on my battered old paperback and listening to the audiobooks because I feel like I want to get the chapter in, uh, you know, several times before we mm-hmm. read it. So I will list, I will read it, and then I will listen to it, like if I'm out doing something. I'm pronouncing and, everything wrong. 
<laughs> well, there's that. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> I am. But also this audio production is so weird because it has like one narrator, but then there is just certain chapters that it has like performers and it sort of alternates every now oh. and then. So like the last the chapter where the shout out mapes or in like the last chapter where Paul and you know, catches the hunter seeker and smashes it and mapes is like, oh, water burden. Like those those were all performers. And now we're back to like the narrator who is just narrating <laughs> the like both both voices. And I'm just like, this is so confusing. Yeah. So I want to know choice. like how many audiobook versions are there? Am I listening to the only one? Because it's very disorienting. So if anyone like knows of another one, let me know. I also find it vaguely alarming that when Jessica sends the shout out mapes to look for Paul, she tells her where to find him. Mm-hmm. And then is like, if you can't wake him up, get Dr. Yue because he might need a shot. It's like, what did you give this kid? Yeah, stop drugging your son. Stop drugging my child. And also that is so badly that he's going to need a shot. Like, mm-hmm. Also, that's no way to live, Paul. You can't. Yeah. can't Hello, Paul. I'm here with your cocaine. <laughs> wake up, Paul. Wake up. um it's so yeah it is a a garden um Mm -hmm. it's basically it's got it sounds lovely it sounds wonderful it's got an Mm -hmm. airlock it's a wet plant planet conservatory Mm -hmm. there's roses and mimosas uh flowers think plants that might be real and might be fake Mm because i don't know a ton of like these words so hey i think a lot of them i think a lot of them are, are real are real yeah um I'm lucky enough to have a friend that is a, um, she curates gardens. Like she's Ooh, yeah. a, like a curator. She basically like indexes seeds and where they go and what they'll be. But she's a hardy vines expert. So like she knows a lot about plants and I recognized a lot of the names. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, And then, so she, she, at first she's trying to think about who would... Uh, well, she notices that, like, so it has a little, like, robot hand, arm, basically, that's, that's mm-hmm. uh, watering it. It's like sort of like this. Like your little vegetable water in the grocery store. That's what I was about to say, it. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Singing in the rain starts to play, and then <laughs> it sprays all the all the plants, and right. then uh, it filters out the sun. Yeah. There's, like, special lighting, like, windows. Special glass, yeah. yeah. That makes the sun light yellow instead and of white. She... Which that just, yeah, it does make it so much hotter. You're like, mm-hmm. oh, white sun. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> Death Valley days. Uh, and so she thinks maybe the Duke built it, but then she realizes there wasn't time. Mm-hmm. And then she's, so she realizes that there must have been, like, more to do with it. But then she also remembers that, you know, most houses have airlock doors to conceive, to conceive, to conserve the, the like, the inner moisture, of the, but then you know this house doesn't have that because it's supposed to be very it's so wealthy it's like a symbol of how like powerful this house is you know it's like look at us we don't even have to have airlocks for our doors but the fact that this one does you know it's a special room mm-hmm. um and so she's trying to figure out who might have built this room and then she notices a little table with a notepad on it yes uh, and there is so apparently this room is also entirely covered in like symbols that Thufer makes to show that he's been in there and checked everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
which that sounds really obnoxious. <laughs> Could you not mark up my new my room, please? <laughs> also, just the fact that you know, no secrets. I mean, obviously there are, but also mm-hmm. just like get out of my closet, dude. Like, there's <laughs> yeah. no hunter seekers in here. These are just right. my dresses. Uh, and it's a letter from Margot, the Lady Fenring, who was family mm-hmm. that lived there before. They were sort of the transitional power yeah. in between the Harkonnens and the Atreides. Um, and she, the note is very bland, just like, here's this nice room, I hope you enjoy it, but there is this little, little bit here where it says, like, so, so the note is, to the Lady Jessica... May this place give you as much pleasure as, as it has given me. Please permit the room to convey a lesson we learned from the same teachers. The proximity of a desirable thing tempts one to overindulgence. On that path lies danger. My kindest wishes, Margot, Lady Fenring. So it's just a casual sort of greeting. It's like if you're not trying to make it really overt that you're both Benny Gesserits, that's really heavy handed. I mean, you might as well just sign it. My kindest wishes, Margot, Lady Fenring, BG. Yeah, with the big flourish. Uh, so Jessica's like, okay, I know who that is. Like, she's kind of setting it into like their proper places and context, mm-hmm. and then she does have this little moment of like, oh, Count married her. <laughs> yeah, mm. she has a little little jealousy. Um, and so she realizes that there has to be a hidden message somewhere because there's a code there's a code phrase uh, the it, on that path lies danger is this code phrase that everybody Jesuit learns if they're not bound by an injunction and it basically if there's a situation where there is danger they're they're obligated to inform the other Betty Jesuit of it unless they've been told not to specifically mm-hmm. and so she looks around for where this message could be and then finally there's uh, a leaf above it above the notepad that when she touches it there's like little dots mm-hmm. uh, on the bottom of yeah it's the like a code a coded message uh it's a little it's a little late margo frankly um <laughs> yeah it's, it's I mean, she little, tried she tried i mean there wasn't mm-hmm. very much you could do to make sure that this was like seen as soon as possible but it basically says you know you your son and your duke are in danger there's a bedroom that has been designed specifically to attract your son. The Harkonnen have, there's death traps all over it. There might be one that no one sees. Uh, she has a moment, a mom moment where she's like, I got to find Paul. And then she's like, nope, I got to, I got to read the rest of this. Uh, she's like, I don't know what it is, but I know it has to do with a bed, which is very specific. <laughs> and, <Yeah. laughs> uh, then she does mention that the threat to the Duke involves defection of a trusted companion or lieutenant. Friend. Yeah. Uh, the Harkonnen plan to give you as a gift to a minion and to the best of my knowledge this conservatory is safe and she's like sorry I don't know who I don't know anymore my count you know isn't in the pay of the Harkonnen so I don't have all the info sorry Margo (laughs) right Uh, I mean it's something it's something Mm -hmm. Um, and it's again like a message that you know it seems to be really well. I get that it's part of the plan for everyone mm-hmm. to kind of know there's a traitor, but it also tickles me that everyone seems to know there's a traitor. <laughs> yeah. It's not the worst kept secret in Arrakis. <laughs> I mean, I get that the plan is supposed to be that they'll assume it's Jessica, but mm-hmm. it's also just like every single person that I guess has ever been to Arrakis is just like, <laughs> oh, you know, 
there's a there's a traitor in the Atreides household. Did you hear? But, there's a, tra- a Atreides right. traitor. Pass it on. It's like, like all the Fremen know. Yeah. The Fremen know. Yeah, pretty Fenring much everybody knows. Um, but I like that Jessica immediately go gets into like mama bear. Yeah. Mode. It's like oh, Paul. But he is already there because now mm-hmm. we've we've converged with the previous chapter and he has shown up with the hunter seeker. Mm-hmm. And I do enjoy that he tries to be real cash about it. She yeah. can tell that he's really upset, but she's just like, you know, she grabs him and she's just like, Paul, oh my God, like, what do you have? And he's like, Hunter Seeker. I no big it, deal. Smashed it. <laughs> no, I did it. Me. She's like, young man, you submerge that in that water right now. Yeah. <laughs> um. And then he is sort of just, then he kind of just like looks around and is like, hey, what's this room? <laughs> there could be all kinds of stuff in here. Uh. And so she says, well, I think it's safe. He says, well, my room was supposed to be safe, too. And they discuss again how there has to be someone in the house to operate the Hunter Seeker uh, Mm -hmm. because they don't work far range. Right. Uh, She worries for a second that Thufur might be the traitor. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And then... And then it seems like she's, like bending over backwards to defend him to Paul and I'm just like why are you being so nice to this guy who is so no, mean to you to you yeah instantly and Paul refers to the shadow mapes as that old woman like Paul <laughs> nice young man and uh you know she she is really working hard to not freak out because like her son almost got killed so yeah she's you know, he he shows her she she shows him the note uh, mm-hmm. explaining that uh, the room is safe. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paul is just like, well, it's the Harkonnens, so we have to destroy them. No, which I'm sure there's a level in her where she's just like, great, here's yet another generation of this family <laughs> that are just like, let's destroy some people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and then they finally, so one of their men comes in, uh, and says that. They found a, like a little room in the cellar that was bricked mm-hmm. up, and yeah. that there was a man in that, and that they he he had been left there apparently, like he'd been there at least for a month, so that right. when they came to check, it all looked sealed up and fine because he had been bricked in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Jessica is like, "Well, I want to be there when you interrogate him," and he says, "Sorry, we messed him up catching him. He died." <laughs> Yikes! Here. You guys. <laughs> Like, okay, that's great. <laughs> you know, uh, so they're basically like waiting around for the all clear. And um, Paul asks if he's a native, which the guy says he seems to have been. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, and he's very defensive. He's very like, mm it didn't, everything was untouched. Like he must've been there for, for like at least more than a month. Uh, because everything was fine. And she's like, yeah, no one's questioning that. Uh, but he says that, you know, they should have, like, used sonic probes. Which, yeah, mm. if you have yeah. sonic probes, dude, you probably should have used them. Right. <laughs> I'm going to be on the record here as saying that that was a real, a real boner, guys. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you threw that one. If you have the capability to get, like, sonic 
readouts of mm-hmm. all the areas in your base, you do that. Yeah. You do everything that is like feasibly available to you. So that's a real disappointment to me. Mm-hmm. Thufer. Uh, yeah, Paul kind of makes the point that Thufer is getting too old to do his job and that they need to, like him and Jessica, need to take over like those duties. And Jessica's like, uh, what? <laughs> what, are you, and, what are you volunteering me for now? And everyone hates this like greenhouse. Everyone's yeah. like, well, what is this room? And again, I cannot help but think it's because it's clearly a room that Jessica was just in. And everyone's like, what's this lady room? Yeah. <laughs> what's this lady room for ladies? And is it evil? right are those flowers those are evil well like i get like the water thing like i get why mates would hate it but like everybody else is just like okay calm down yeah she because she's just clearly said like 18 times that Mm -hmm. it's fine and everyone is just like i notice there's mimosa over there growing and that is evil Mm -hmm. um you know (laughs) they're just like uh i mean they are an invasive plant but yes (laughs) Let's smell that mimosa. Like, is that a poltergeist reference? This is evil, ma'am. Uh, <laughs> so then this is the part where, like, I think the dude leaves. Yeah, he leaves. He's also doing a milady, which I guess mm-hmm. is just meant to show that he's just like a guy. Like, yeah, he's a he's lower level a... person. Yeah. It's just an odd little, like, he's this, look how casual and, you know, common this man is. He doesn't yeah. say my lady. He says milady. Yeah. Like, okay. He bows to Paul, but not to her. Well, yeah. Yeah, because she's... As per normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he... Paul kind of starts to say, well, maybe, you know, yeah, Thufur's getting old, you know, he's got a lot going on. I'm and she's like, like, well, but that's... It would shame him if we if we said something like that. And I'm just like, would you rather him be ashamed or would you rather you be dead? And it's just as, you know, he's served three generations and it's like... Then he should retire. He's old. <laughs> yeah. He's pretty old. Um, like, I don't know how old the Duke is supposed to be. I'm sure I could look that up, but I'm not gonna. Mm-hmm. And I'm not doing that math right now. Uh, I know he's older than Jessica. Because yeah. I think, based on stuff that I have read in the past, she was like 22 or something when she had Paul. Mm-hmm. So she's like 37, um, a fine age. Uh, and yeah. she's. I think then the Duke is probably like in his fifties. I'm mm. gonna say is that much of an age? I was gap, gonna say honestly. in his late forties, early fifties. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Because I think like Fufir was like he served the old Duke, mm-hmm. but I think they were maybe like sort of approximately around the same age. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah, yeah. So he's like grandpa age. Yeah, yeah. And living this kind of life. I feel like yeah. probably ages you because he's mm. got a lot on his mind. Yeah. I wouldn't want it, um, but I would be terrible at basically anything in this universe. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. be really honest. Yeah, I would be dead really quick. <laughs> oh, my God. If I made it as far as like fleeing to the desert, as will happen in a while, mm-hmm. I would promptly die. Oh, yeah. Because I'd just be like, it's hot. <laughs> yeah. I don't I'm do hungry. well in heat. No, I'm wilting. <laughs> I'm going to lay down on this rock and die. <laughs> Go on with that. I'm just going to wait for Shai Halud to come and swallow me up. I'm just going to jump up and down a lot. Yeah. Right here. Right here. Hey, hello. <laughs> Please. Over here. It'll be much easier. Is that 3PO? 
<laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> you just bought those Jawas. Come and get you too. <laughs> Thank the maker. That's a different a different maker. Uh, presumably, we don't really know. I don't know what maker he's referring to. It's never really Anakin Skywalker. Oh no, we're not. It's not <laughs> referring to Anakin Skywalker. Oh my god. Not All right. Anyway, that's Let's a different move on. entirely. Uh, this is when we get the when my father is bothered by something you've done. He says, "Betty Jesuit." Um, and and she's just like, "Yeah, what about me bothers mother. him?" Shut up. And then, but yeah, this is his real like sass moment because he says that, and she's like, "Well, what is it? The father's your father." He's like, "Well, when you argue with him," and she's like, "Yeah, you're not your father. <laughs> I'll argue with you, kid." Um, she tells him about he tells her about the shut up mapes, saying that there's a traitor. Mm-hmm. Um, she decides to show him the message on the leaf. Previously, she had just shown him like the notepad. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he's just like, "Oh." I should send this message to my father and she's like no like wait till you see him in person and tell him yeah because you can't trust any like form of communication unless you're like looking right at them and then she notes that this message may have been meant to get to them because while Margot Fenring might believe that it's true she may have been deliberately fed this information so as to as Paul points out so distrust which is precisely what it is doing yeah I mean, that's what they're, you know, the point of the message is the message. It's here to, like, create chaos and make everyone distrust Jessica. These are such frustrating parts because they are so close to the biggest picture. Yeah. Like, they have so many pieces. Like, there's that point where she kind of thinks that maybe she should go back and press UA a little more. Mm -hmm. And she doesn't. And there's these parts where they they put it together like yeah that message was left on purpose to make you guys mm-hmm. start second guessing each other that room was made you know with the attempt to kill paul because then maybe that would work like this mm-hmm. is all coming together but they just missed the vital parts yeah uh spoiler alert it's <laughs> dune they missed the vital parts yeah uh he does briefly think it's ua Mm-hmm. But then she's just like, well, he's not a lieutenant or a companion, which is also kind of cold. <laughs> yeah, dad doesn't yikes. like him. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> I mean, I get that he's not a lieutenant part, but it's just like, nah, it's not him. Like, he's not. Eh. But she also points out that she knows he hates feeling, the Harkonnen as well. So. Yeah, I have a feeling if she had not just come from that little chat with him, she would have been more open to the idea I, of yeah, it being I agree. him. Yeah. Uh, Paul starts thinking, you know, can't be Gurney certainly can't be duncan um and then he's you know trying to think of who it could possibly be but you know it's too much going on they all start looking outside and then jessica starts seeing something out in the cliffs mm-hmm. she thinks it's a star at first uh but then it starts to blink and she realizes it's someone signaling a message but she doesn't know mm-hmm. the code no. and other people are she realizes there are other lights responding to the message, mm-hmm. but she can't, she doesn't know what it is, and she doesn't know who would be doing that kind of signaling. Yeah, I mean, um, she suspects the Harkonnen, but is it them or the Fremen? I can't remember. I guess we'll find out. Yeah, I don't, I don't want to say, because I don't mm-hmm. precisely remember. Right. Uh, and I really dislike the, the phrase blink squirt. 
<laughs> what is that? That's no. <laughs> Please don't invent words like blink squirt. Yeah, that's pretty bad. And then the the guy from before comes back and says that it's all clear and that they need to take Paul to see his father. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and then and I like that the it. very that's next the thing is immediately like here's some bullshit about the Duke Leto. <laughs> like, yeah. like oh boy. Yeah, so I, I just well everyone just appreciate Jessica just a little bit more. I know it's very. I frustrating. know they won't. No one ever will. I think she's no. easily like the most sympathetic character in this book. She's definitely among them. Mm-hmm. I mean, honestly, I feel like I, I I do feel like most of the sympathetic characters I can think of are the women. Mm, yeah, because <laughs> all the men have a lot of just well, I'm a guy. This is you know guys being dudes and uh yeah like i i just feel that she is is trying her best and has i feel like the biggest issue for me with her is just that the sacrifices and choices that she has made are Mm -hmm. not understood or really appreciated by anyone like she had to betray the people who raised her like the entire system in which she was raised in Mm -hmm. order to conceive paul and does she ever get a thank you yeah like does the duke i mean obviously the duke doesn't know that there was like a choice or you know Mm. what could have happened because i really suspect that that's i feel like there is reference to the fact that that is not like something widely known yeah yeah that is because i know that that women can choose what they have yeah because i feel like um there is a point with the emperor where i think he kind of like throws that in his i don't know if they're married but like his consort's face about because mm-hmm. they have like the five daughters right and is sort of just like can't help but think that this isn't a coincidence <laughs> you know there's something like that but you know i don't think yeah i don't think that's something that's widely known because i think that's something that would be promptly like you know i don't know it would be like you know the end of earth's children when they invent the patriarchy and everyone goes wait men are fathers then women can no longer choose their sexual partners oh boy yeah thanks ayla mm-hmm. and then uh you know it's so it's very just like women's secrets no 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 right so i don't think that that's like a widely known thing so yeah i don't think the duke necessarily knows that there was like a decision to be made so mm-hmm. he can't really appreciate what it is she's done but he also hasn't appreciated it to the point of i don't know marrying her right (laughs) so great good going everybody yeah and i mean and she definitely later has a lot of of choices and um things that definitely will happen that you're just Mm -hmm. kind of like jessica (laughs) jessica what are you doing there for some reason was a clip making the rounds of jessica from the children of dune miniseries Mm which the one where she's trying to use the voice on you know, the second and that for yeah. some reason was going around again and that's a pretty funny sequence because yeah. she's kind of like I'm a do this voice on you and he's just like <laughs> are you you can try I'm James McAvoy she thought she had team problems before <laughs> oh my god double trouble <laughs> yeah. um but there, there's god they're the funniest teenagers in that miniseries because they are spending <laughs> The entirety of everything they do, just like smirking at each other and then like yeah. rolling their eyes at whoever else is in the room, which is fair. <laughs> I mean, okay. But there's some entire sequence where they're like flying around with Arulin and she's like terrified and they're just like, dig this stepmom. 
<laughs> like, just like, guys, this is inappropriate. <laughs> Act like adults. You're sort of adults. Mm-hmm. Over and over and over. And yeah. Over. <laughs> oh, I would say these are spoilers, but it's Dune. If you're listening to this and you really don't know what we're talking about, it won't make any sense unless you know what we're talking right. about. I mean... I'm only I'm not sure how much sense any of this is gonna make anyway <laughs> ever to like it's the doing. casual listener so <laughs> welcome back to the pointless endeavors podcast <laughs> I mean I feel like that's like the danger of any anything any discussion of anything set in a specific world like if we were yeah. talking about lord of the rings it would be the exact same way or the dark tower say or the dark tower say it, there would also be similar discussion of like not martial arts necessarily but mm-hmm. you know gun shit that doesn't make sense right <laughs> or yeah i mean like how uh harry potter was a, a concept that bled over from one world into another just for example or the problems that come if you read different editions of things like oh my god roland is really shocked to see a a flight attendant wearing pants but then susan is not like just wearing pants constantly right anyway (laughs) uh that's what happens when you write something and then later go wait no i'm gonna make this a really giant world or when you like you know wait 10 years seven years in between each you know each installment of your book He's got dad tweets to tweet. That's true. The dad. I mean, this was this was before Twitter. I will say, you know, I I know I read the Wastelands when it came out, and then I had to wait seven freaking years for Wizard (laughs) and Glass on that cliffhanger. Are you freaking kidding me? And I'm one of those people, and I'm just here. We go again. Mm -hmm. Dark Tower cast side (laughs) plot. I don't really care for Wizard and Glass. And I know uh, some people, it's like their favorite book. And I no, just am like, I need the rest of the favorite. plot to keep moving. This is all mm-hmm. very interesting, but let's keep going. It's a lot of a book. I'll say that. There's a lot. And there's only so much teen angst I can take. <laughs> yeah. I read enough of that already. Um, you know, Just wait so. until the show starts. Then we'll be talking about this shit all day. Oh my god, that's right. Yeah, the teen gunslinger show. And then there's going to be that... Well, it's not a Lord of the Rings show, but it's in that universe. Mm-hmm. And I really feel like that, just so people know, like Amazon is doing the show, and someone didn't read the entirety of the Cimmerillion. <laughs> someone is going to read through that now at Amazon and go, oh... Oh, what? Oh, no. <laughs> um, there's a couple plot lines in there that they're going to go, oh, didn't know about that part. Oops. Uh, but hey, well, I guess we'll, we'll wait and see. <laughs> I as mean, long as they don't know... smooth anybody out to make them look younger like they did to oh. poor Orlando Bloom. Yeah, but they didn't. <laughs> they left his face at its current width, which is not the width of the first three movies i'm sorry like my width my 2000 whatever what was it like 2009 face width was not the same as my 1998 face no width. i'll oh, just no. say that yeah no <laughs> like you can smooth that shit all you want but like everyone knows there's a little more there than there was 
And you can't smooth that out. Also, I mean, yes, Legolas would have been around because his dad and all, but also why was it anyway? <laughs> um, but as long as there's no smoothing, and I think that's gonna be the problem. I mean, just don't smooth anyone out in Dune either. Mm-hmm. I think they'll probably, you know, not make make Paul them 15, more haggard. <laughs> so they're not gonna say Paul is fifteen, so that you know Timothy Chalamet doesn't have to be like I'm fifteen. Like, no, you're right. not. Right. <laughs> okay. Maybe they'll make him like eighteen or nineteen. He I think the problem the young son of the Duke. That's yeah, fine. Because I don't feel like in the Lynch movie they ever specify, which helps in a way that you're not thinking that Kyle MacLachlan is supposed to be playing fifteen. Right. But also, <laughs> I think the problem. Like, honestly, I think the problem with this with Paul, with casting Paul always, mm-hmm. is that if you make him older. Because that way you could just say, yeah, he's the young son, son of the Duke and, mm-hmm. you, could, you know, he's untried or, you know, this yeah. and that. That's fine. And that makes a lot of sense because it is hard to cast a teenager or someone who's going to grow into a role. Mm-hmm. But it also then doesn't make a lot of his decisions make a ton of great sense with, mm-hmm. I mean, anything that he's doing consequently. Because there are things that he does and says and the way that he acts about things that you're kind of like, well, how old are you? <laughs> right like i feel like in i think the scene with the hunter seeker in both the movie and the miniseries it's just a room he has gone into like lay down and not mm-hmm. the whole concept of like he's pretending to sleep so that he can sneak around the house because yeah it would be like um how old are you but that i mean i feel like that's a very teen thing to do it's a very teen thing to do but if you're kyle mclaughlin or alec newman I'm going. Mm-hmm. It you're looks weird. Like 24. <laughs> right. <laughs> Why are you doing this? <laughs> I mean, especially with Kyle McLaughlin, just because you have the greater context of he was in, like, what is it? Blue Velvet is like the next year or something. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and he's supposed to be really young in that as well. I mean, he was mm-hmm. really young. Um, but it's a very different context for being a young man <laughs> between yeah. Dune and Blue Velvet. <laughs> yeah, way different. Go see Blue Velvet, everybody. It's It's pretty great. Heineken. Heineken. You might not like it. Um, It's going to depend a lot. If Dune is the only David Lynch movie you've ever seen. No, I think you're still good. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's not Lost Highway or... Firewalk With Me. Well, I... uh, (laughs) No, it's not. Not Firewalk With Me. It's not Mulholland Mulholland Drive. It's not the diner scene from Mulholland Drive. Um... But yeah, so I, 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 that's my only issue, I think, is that if we try to say that Paul is too old, then mm. you have to rewrite a lot of the things that are happening before him doing young person things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's like he can be young and still have like this, you know, you can write it off and be like, oh, it's because he's this, you know, figure, this Quizos Hadarak. Like, Mm -hmm. that's why he says and does these things that are so beyond what a normal 15-year-old would do. I guess. Yeah. Mostly, I just think he's annoying. Because he's 15. (laughs) Paul? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's 15, and he's just figuring shit out. And, I mean, he's got more than your average, your average bear Mm -hmm. to figure out. So, that's that's not great. And this poor mom is just like, I don't even know what's happening. (laughs) Like everyone's gonna die possibly and Mm -hmm. who knows what the sun is going to do and i mean there is this i i do kind of like the fact that there's this idea 
of the Kwisatz Haderach, but then no one actually seems to know what that's supposed to do. Right. They're like, maybe he is and maybe he isn't. And it's like, well, okay, well, how would we know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, he's gonna mm-hmm, he's gonna do stuff. Yeah. Like, well, what's he gonna do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Great things. I mean, so things. far, like really all you all he really does is he's like, Oh, I I see very yeah. far and <laughs> and then like he's basically like a, I mean I'm not getting too far ahead of myself here but like I see very far and I can command a great army okay great yeah and ultimately you know I mean do you think that's because uh yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna table that actually I'm gonna table that question mm. because I don't want to get too much into Leto 2 and the whole like thing of like who is the true Quetzal's Haderach and well yeah I have an answer to that question and it's not an answer any of us wants <laughs> <laughs> it's Duncan Idaho duh <laughs> <laughs> woo the greatest moment in any of these books I mean this is hyperbole it's not but the moment that I'm just like, oh boy, is that there's a scene coming in many, many books to come mm-hmm. where I get, I'm not going to get into too many. A character is is made to know about the past that a previous incarnation of himself has had. Mm-hmm. And that past included having a relationship with a woman and having children. And he definitely has this moment of just like, well, what does that mean to me? <laughs> <laughs> and I get that it's supposed to be this very deep concept of like, well, are those my children? Like, you know, where does mm-hmm. it fall? But it really comes across as a sort of like, do I have to pitch out support? Like, yeah. <laughs> are those my kids? <laughs> um, what about them? <laughs> Great. What? <laughs> and that's the sort of thing you have to look forward to if you're reading more and more Dune. Read more Dune. Or everybody. if you're Barbara Streisand and keep cloning your dogs. Oh my gosh. Right. <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh my god, it's so weird. That's she's that's... had that dog clone like three times. And that's... it's just like, what if you're like this dog clone and this person <laughs> who you have not bonded with is just like, oh, you're my dog. And I don't want to be your dog. I don't Yeah, like what this if this food. dog wants to like go on its own its own mm-hmm. path and find its own way? Yeah. Then yeah, is that like gonna break her heart? Do I care? I mean, <laughs> I mean, she's obscenely rich, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, she. I mean, if there's an internet rule named after her now, mm. uh, like, yeah, that's so weird. I that's cloning is such a strange like the concepts philosophically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you get into like there's massive like you know. Is the prestige murder or suicide? And, mm-hmm. you know, that whole... Can I just say, that was my proudest moment, never guessing a twist. <laughs> and because I was so horrified. Like, there was a... I remember sitting in the theater, I guess, I've, I've, hopefully everyone's seen the prestige. Yeah. I, it was, <laughs> came out 12 years ago. It is by far my favorite Nolan film. I'm not uh, a big Christopher Nolan fan. Yeah, I would personally. agree with that. <laughs> Uh, it's the one I've rewatched the most for sure. Except for mm-hmm. well, I've I've seen The Dark Knight quite a bit, uh, but they there was a moment when I realized what was happening, and I was in the theater. And I just went, oh! <laughs> <laughs> and my, 
now husband like looked at me like what i'm like no wait <laughs> i think i know because then i later read the book but the book is is different um, yeah but, but see uh, this is why my husband likes it when i see certain movies by myself first because i will figure things out and then i'll lean over and tell him and he gets so angry i'll just say i'll bet it's this and this and he'll be like oh you were right i hate that <laughs> just like i'm sorry but i love to be right and you need to know it my a friend of mine actually she texted me the other day because she just started watching riverdale and mm. she thought she had guessed something and she was like okay i would look this up but i don't want to see more spoilers but is this theory that she had is that accurate and it wasn't but it was definitely a theory it also had and i was like okay it's not right but i thought that too because if we were writing the show that's what would have right. happened and because we watch enough like shows that with that kind of thing happening and read enough books that it should have happened but right no sadly it's not right <laughs> much more mundane um there are no connections between dune and riverdale except the jughead's probably read dune like 17 times Oh, I'm sure. Uh, but yeah, so that, yeah, that's chapter 10. <laughs> that's chapter 10. If you're still with us, if we didn't lose you at the Dark Tower or at the Prestige or at Riverdale, that's chapter 10. <laughs> Welcome back to America's Silliest Podcast. <laughs> um, I don't mm. know. My impressions of this chapter are I'm really getting sick of everybody shitting on Jessica all the time. It's annoying. I don't like it. I'm yeah, um, looking forward to there being a character. And there is a character that shows up at, at some point that has, I would say, like a wary respect for Jessica. And maybe treats fair. her like a person. Mm -hmm. So I'm into that and am anticipating that just because I'm getting really tired of everyone giving her lip all the time. I'd say I ship it, but no, yeah. maybe I do. I'm going to think about yeah, that no. for a second. I mean, I, I do. <laughs> okay. No, I do. Yeah. Um, especially with like the cast being the cast that they are. I'm kind of like, no, I oh, ship yeah. it. Hey. All right. No, I hella ship that. We didn't have any new emails this week, but we do have some fun iTunes reviews that I am going to read. Um, cause they make me happy and I want to share yeah. it and encourage if you're listening to the show, if you've enjoyed it, or if you haven't, feel free to log on to iTunes and tell us to shut up or whatever. That's fine. Um, so the first review comes from our friend balloon hand who says it's a funny, witty podcast by two intelligent women. Love it. I'm guessing they have not listened to this episode yet. <laughs> they might change their mind. Um, the Resisty says, I really like the tangents. We definitely have those. Mm -hmm. And guest spots. Those are great. I love the movie. And this really makes me feel bad. I've never read the book. Well, we need to it change should. that. Yeah, you should. should. Uh, but the synopsis and commentary are a good stand-in until I can get it together to actually sit down and read it. I mean, that's very nice. I don't know if that's at all accurate, but hey, we'll take that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thank you. So thank you, listeners, for those. Yeah. Please, as they say, rate and review. Um, yes. And I, But I, I will say right now, and this is going to be probably unreasonably snarky, and I apologize, but <laughs> it's, you know, I'm tired. <laughs> and I was thinking about this the other day. If you're going to write a review to talk and you say the phrase vocal fry. Yeah. 
you can just it'll be worse. delete that comment. Yeah. Yeah, because we can make this worse. I can do a really mean Valley Girl, and I will talk about Dune like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so just be prepared. I mean, I yeah. can't imagine if you were going to write that anyway, you would continue to listen. But I will. I'll find you, and I will make you <laughs> hear me. Um, <laughs> do yeah. That's it's my... just not a nice thing to say. It's not productive. There's honestly, no. there's nothing we can do about that. Yeah, people talk the way they talk. Yeah, so. You can just take that comment and keep it to yourself. Yeah. But any other nice, you know, well-phrased comments are welcome. If they're constructive, that's fine. We will skip the vocal fry ones, though. I just, I know, I know myself. I know, I mean, I can hear how I talk. And that's just, you know what? Mm-hmm. Say la vie. It's just my voice. And right now I have a cold, so it's even worse. Like, <laughs> I apologize, listeners, for the sound of holes. <laughs> the all the holes I've been. You're doing you know, this is this is your Elizabeth Holmes, yeah, Theranos. Uh... I I have a, a fiance now. We're engaged. We're very happy. I saw a tweet that someone had just said that it was like this just tells me that her fiance doesn't know how to google like, Ooh. <laughs> I, I saw one that was like he's canadian you probably <laughs> you probably don't know him <laughs> george um, glass oh. <laughs> <laughs> hey everyone it's the new jan brady um <laughs> please send us more fan art we've gotten some fan art yeah um, we love it it was a fan edit I'm going to be fair, uh, but it was still, it was still fan art. Yeah, um, I love fan art. And you know what? Send us fanfic links. We're going to do it. Did you hear this, that AO3, uh, for those listeners who don't know, that's archive of our own. It's a huge repository for fan fiction. Was <laughs> nominated for a Nebula today? I saw that. That's something that happened. So, I mean, I think I still have some stories out there. I don't know. I, that's astonishing to me. Like, but I'm keeping it. I'm putting that in my credits. Like, I'm now Nebula nominated. No. I, that's so, I love, I love to put things like that into, like, professional, like, CVs and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I answered some, some questions for a, a friend of mine about some, I'm an, I'm an archivist, uh, and I, I answered some questions about like some archives issues with a friend of mine before they had a job interview. And I was just like, I'm going to say I'm an archives consultant now. Like <laughs> I consulted. <laughs> yeah, It counts. I'm keeping it. <laughs> yeah. I was just like, Oh, I'm just, if I talk to you about my job, uh, I'm a consultant. Yeah. If you send me a text that says I spilled coffee on a book, what do I do? I'll be like, this is a consultation. Also not a lot. Uh, <laughs> So a little advice for everyone out there. Anything with like like coffee, juice, wine, water, you have some some options. Other stuff mm-hmm. it gets a little touchy and expensive. Yeah. Um now I'm just agreeing. Just to agree. <laughs> I wouldn't know. I'm not an archivist. I treat everything I own very poorly. I mean that's eh. I mean, it's, what what you gonna do? There's a reason that there are still like books from hundreds of years ago, and not you know, not as in bad shape as like some of the books I I own because <laughs> right. they don't make paper the same way anymore. Right. Um. There's a reason it's called pulp. 
This has been Megan's Archives Corner. If you don't know what an archivist is, it is not an archaeologist. <laughs> I get that a lot. That's too bad. That's too bad. Um, I'd be a terrible archaeologist. I know some archaeologists and I couldn't do their jobs. Uh, but yeah, so uh, just please yeah, send me any fan art that you find, unless it is, oh, if it's Duncan Idaho fan art, just send it. I think we please all know. Please do, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm so mean to him because I just love him. Because we want to so smish him. That's fine. Um, and yeah, uh, please continue to send us your covers. I'm very interested right now in what, if you have an older copy, how much does it tell you that it cost? Yeah. Because mine says it was 95 cents. I would tell you how much mine cost, but the cover had, came off years ago. So I have no, there's no like price page or anything. Oh, wait, there's one in the back. So this edition for Berkeley costs $2.25. Oh, yeah. This is like a full and this on was like published paperback. After Children of Doom, but before God Emperor. Yeah, this is the 1965, like, ace paperback copy that I think mm-hmm. is one of the initial ones. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the initial editions put out. It's got, it's got those great ones where there's no uh, plot description on the back. It's just praise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, Arthur C. Clarke. Someone from Analog Magazine. Mm-hmm. Robert Heinlein. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Great. <laughs> Um, I was going to say someone would be offended. I'm like, who, the ghost of Robert Highland? Like, I, I think I'm okay. Um, the Archangel Michael. Uh, but yeah, so please, yeah. Again, I used to say, please send us your covers. Tell us how yep. much that they claim to have cost. Yeah, that that's fun, and we'd like to hear it. So, um, um, I mean, if you just bought it on Kindle or something, I think we all know what it costs. But still, you could tell yeah. us, because it's fascinating to me what it costs. And we're nosy. And Renosi. Um, if you have so, one of those fancy Barnes and Noble ones, yeah, you know anything like that. I see oh, so many cool copies on on like Reddit, and mm-hmm. it's just like more copies of Dune. Show so me. many. I would love foreign foreign language. Uh, yes. you know, um, prints. I think, like I said this in the last episode, but I think they do have way better covers. than what we yeah. got here, so definitely would love to see those. I know we have some listeners that are not in the continental u.s so if you have a copy that you could show us we'd love to see it um as always you can send us those images on twitter we're at weirding pod or at weirding podcast at gmail.com and uh hashtag it send dunes yes please as always <laughs> and if you just want to photoshop like lowly worm from a richard scary <laughs> book into Lido 2. I'm fine with that. Like, please, yeah, I mean, I I did a very <laughs> like quick and dirty copy paste of a Lido 2 holding a birthday cake the other day. It was amazing. Yeah, and I was very proud of it uh, for uh, art because it's been we've been uh, doing this show for a month now. So I said I'm counting it. It's our birthday. And oh, I, and we're on Instagram now too. Yes, yes, we are Follow on Instagram. Us there at Weirding Pod. Uh, at Weirding Pod. If you send us cool fan art, we'll put we it will, up there. And we will yeah, credit we'll you. Re-blog we'll it. put it on our yeah, we'll put it on our Instagram. I promise not to filter it, although I love Instagram filters because mm-hmm. that's just who I am. Because, uh, you know, we're Benny Jesuit and we're just <laughs> everything is layers and filters and Yeah. We can't be trusted. Nope, not at all. <laughs> 
But so, uh, yeah, I think that about wraps it up. That does it for this week. So thanks everyone for listening and we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye.